Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Man to Man podcast. I'm Trayvon and with me today, as always, is my man Kelvin Dooley. Man, it feels good to be back. Uh, feels good to be doing another Man to Man podcast. Life just sometimes gets in the way and we, we missed a couple of episodes there, but uh, we are back and ready to go. How are you doing today, Kelvin? I'm doing good, man. Yes, we, um, we've missed a whole week of, of episodes, man. As you said, life is... Um, you know, life has a way of abruptly interrupting things. Yes. Uh, so I am um, transitioning from Kansas City to St. Louis, Missouri. I'm going from one state line to the opposite state line in the state of Missouri. So I am, um, I'm officially becoming a St. Louis native here, um, you know, pretty soon. And um, I've had to utilize my daytime, you know, to, to move. Because, you know, the moving process is very grueling. It's, it's tough and expensive. Absolutely. So I've had to Absolutely. use that daytime availability. Um, to, you know, just make things happen because I got to work into the night. And uh, here I am, though. So I had to make time to get back on the podcast, man, to talk sports with you because a lot has taken place since we last talked. For sure. Um, and with, with some of those things, here, here's what we've got on the slate today. Again, since it's Tuesday, we will uh, continue the time travel, uh, time travel topic as I will bring up some sports history uh, and Kelvin and I will discuss that. The AL wildcard hunt has not gotten any any more separation. The last time we talked, we were discussing how tight it was. It is still a tight chase uh, and very interesting out there in the American League. Uh, we'll, we'll bring up some NFL questions as we are three weeks into the season. We will just discuss a few small things uh, real quick, just what's been happening in the NFL. Uh, we've also got a tight race for the NL East or the NL East. Uh, if you're if you are an NFL fan, you're used to hearing the NFC least. Uh, this year we have the NL least with the Braves and the Phillies battling it out for the NL East. And then the, we will bring up who we think might be the NL NL's top team this year. And lastly, the St. Louis Cardinals, where Kelvin is currently residing. The St. Louis Cardinals are on a hot streak, and we will discuss that uh, to open the show. But first. It is, of course, time for national holidays. And I guess before we jump into national holidays, we can do the moment of do as well. Let's go. That was a good can. That was another good can. Yes, it was. Nice hope and crisp. T- yeah, I <laughs> hope that tasted as well as that sounded. That was great. It, it did, man. It tastes great. Um <laughs> uh, as for national holidays, we've got Ask a Stupid Question Day, Drink Beer Day, and National Good Neighbor Day. I don't know if any of these really stand out to me that much. Um, but anything anything to you, Kelvin, on Ask a Stupid Question Day, Drink Beer Day, or National Good Neighbor Day? It always pays to have a good neighbor. Um, sure. In Kansas City, where I, was, where I got my first place, I, think I, I thought I had some quality neighbors. I had a pretty good building. So hopefully I can get the same energy when I uh, move out here to St. Louis. Uh, I love beer. I'm not much of a um, hard liquor guy, so beer is my that's my level. And stupid question. I mean, I like that holiday. You need you know this nothing wrong with a stupid question. I would prefer exactly. I prefer a stupid question than no question at all. So yep, yeah. You know, I, I when I think of stupid question, this stupid question day, um, it always takes me like it makes me go back to school. That's what I've been thinking of, you know, like last night when I made the script and then now it takes me back to like when I was in school 
you if you told your teacher, you know, oh, hey, I got a stupid question. Your teacher was always like, no, 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 there is no stupid question. Just ask, you know, like, don't be don't be ashamed to ask any sort of question. No question is stupid. Uh, so that, that makes me think of that day, you know, even if you think it's a stupid question, you know, it it might be a good question. So yeah. um, and then uh, I'm not a huge beer drinker. So National Good Neighbor Day, like you said, it, it pays to have a good neighbor. It's always nice to have a good neighbor. And absolutely. Honestly, I've, got a, I've got a great neighbor, to be honest with you. The guy that lives next next to me here in Pierce City, um, when we when he first moved in, he didn't have he had had a dog where he lived before, but he had to leave it there because he didn't want to try to transition to bring it to where he's moving to and didn't want to change the dog's scenery and everything. So he ended up leaving it with his roommates where he used to live. Um, and so he didn't have dogs. And when he first moved in, I kid you not, he would buy boxes of dog treats and throw them over the fence to our dogs, Laney and I's dogs and give them treats. Like when, when we were, when we weren't home and our dogs were out in the yard, he would just pop outside and throw treats over the fence to them. So, uh, He's quite the neighbor because he he treats our dogs as good as we treat them. So uh, that's uh, that's my National Good Neighbor Day. Uh, that's my thing for National Good Neighbor Day. Awesome. Shout out to the neighbor, man. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's jump to the show. Cardinals are on a hot streak. They've won 16 in a row. That's right. 16 in a row. And they're going for number 17 today, of course, against the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, this hot streak, Kelvin, whether it ends today or not, the Cardinals have been on a hot streak. How how deep do you think this hot streak could take them on a playoff run? So I think it should be noted that if the Cardinals, there are six games remaining in the Major League season, if the Cardinals win one more game, they officially clinch a postseason berth. Yes. With that being said, they have won 16 games, and they are still seven games back of the Milwaukee Brewers, which I find <laughs> fascinating um, I, it, that says a lot about both teams, right? One team is the best team in baseball in terms of its recent play, and then the other team has a seven-game lead on the best team in baseball. So, um, no, how long can they get in the postseason? They can make it far. Um, this is the, you know, this is the brand of baseball you want to play heading into the postseason. You know, if you're if you're any major league baseball team, so um, look, they're the best team in baseball right now. They're hot. Uh, nothing can really go wrong. So um, yes. if you're if you're the Brewers, right, and this is a division rival, this isn't just some random National League team. If you're the Brewers, you take this serious. Like you want to end this streak um, yep. and you want to let, you know, you want to lay these guys to rest or at least make it, you know, a tougher fight as they try to get into this postseason. You want to let these guys know that, hey, 16 games is cute, but remember who is the NL Central Division champion. So, yes. um, how far can they make it? I, I hope they make it as far as they as they possibly can, which is a World Series uh, berth and championship. So, I'm, I'm currently stationed in St. Louis. I would love to be in this city if that take place because I know they take the Red Bird Series out here. Uh, so, yeah. I would love to see them get as far as they can. Nice. Yeah. So, some of the things you touched on, like with Milwaukee having a, the seven game lead, what's what makes it even crazier, right? Like. Like, it already sounds crazy because Cardinals have won 16 in a row. How do the Milwaukee Brewers still have a seven-game lead? What's even crazier about that is we just got done playing the Cubs, but the series before that was against the Brewers, and it was a mm-hmm. four-game series. It was a four-game series in Milwaukee that we swept. So, right. if we if we swept them in a four-game series in the midst of this 16-game run, how on earth do they still have a seven-game lead? This team's just the, – the Brewers, as in this team, the Brewers are just that good. Um 
they're they're a great baseball team too. They struggled for four games against St. Louis, but other than, other than that, they've really taken care of business, uh, winning most of their games while we've been on this 16 game run. So, um, just a really good baseball team in Milwaukee. And as for the playoffs, um, yeah, man, I, I think being hot right now, like you said, obviously in September and the end of September at that, it is it is a great time to be hot uh, as you approach the playoffs. There's there's no better time to go on a run. That, that has me excited about the Cardinals thinking, you know, this could really But I am still nervous because one of the Giants or Dodgers, we'll talk about them more coming up, but one of those two teams is obviously going to be the team we face in the wild card. And that's going to be no easy, uh, no easy, you know, game in that one game playoff against uh, the other wild card team, whether that ends up being the Giants or Dodgers, either way, that's going to be, you know, we're going to have our work cut out for us in that one game. So um, it's still, it's still nervous heading into the playoffs, despite the fact that we're on this hot streak, but man, it feels good. Uh, It definitely feels like it improves our chances to make a run in the playoffs after winning 16 in a row. Yeah. I would say to all the St. Louis Cardinals fans is, you know, I would feel I would have nothing but confidence heading into this wild card matchup. Assuming, let's say, regardless of if they win the next six games or they lose uh, half of those games, this is the fact that they have put on display the longest winning streak in Major League Baseball in this season uh, in franchise history that this group of guys had, uh, you know, they had the ability to do that. I like my chances against either the Giants or Dodgers. I know those are the two uh, clear-cut favorites in the National League. But with that brand of baseball heading into October, I, I like my chances on the road or at home. You know, I, you know, you don't win 16 games by accident. That, that's a that's a damn good baseball team. Teams who do things like that in any sport. So I like Absolutely. my chances if I, if I'm a Cardinals fan or player heading into that uh, wild card game. Absolutely, that, that's exactly what I what, you know what I, what I was getting at too. You know, yeah. just, I, it feels good and it's got you happy and, and thinking you're going to make a run, but you can't. You know, at the same time, you can't get too, too uh, excited or, or, you know, too think you're, you know, too set because you've got a, a giant in front of you in the Giants or Dodgers. So uh, speaking yeah. of them, Kelvin, let's let's jump into that next topic. Yeah. So who is the National League's top team? And it just so happens that the two top teams play in the same division, the National League, National League West and the San Fran Giants. And the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Dodgers are currently holders of the number one wild card spot in two games behind the Giants, with again six games remaining. Both teams are seven and three in their last ten. TV, who's the top team in the National League? And if it isn't the Giants or Dodgers, I mean, by God, is there a third team? So honestly, I, I think there could be a third team, but I'm not going to say that. I think it's clearly got to be the Giants or Dodgers. Uh, the Brewers would be my third team if, if I picked a third team, despite the fact that the Cardinals have, have went on this run. The Brewers have still, you know, for, for the entirety of the season, they have held up this, you know, NL Central division lead. They, they've had it for, you know, most of the season that they've led this division. So that would be my third team, but I, I'm not going to include them. I, I, I'm going to focus on Giants and Dodgers, man. And I've doubted the Giants all year. I don't that, – that roster isn't just loaded with talent like the Los Angeles Dodgers roster is and some of these other rosters in the MLB. But they have the right talent and they have the right pieces to clearly win baseball games. Uh, they have won 102 games. They were the first team to uh, surpass 100 wins this year. The only other team who's done it is the Dodgers, and this is including American League. No one in the American League has, has crossed 100 wins yet. 
Um, but I think the Giants have got to be the best team in the NL right now. Um, heading into the playoffs, like I said, they're, they've, they're at 102 wins. The Dodgers are at 100. I've really doubted them all season, but I think now's the time to drop all that doubt. I mean, they've proved themselves as a top team in the, in the MLB, and I think they're the best team in the National League. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, we in the green stare. And, um, look, they've been the best team throughout the summer and heading, heading into this fall season. Uh, heading into the fall classics or the the major league baseball uh, major league baseball postseason, they've been the best team. I can't change up now. Uh, you know, I, I think they. If I'm the Giants, you give credit to the Dodgers for pushing you because you know the Dodgers weren't going going anywhere. I know they got to a slow start and had some injuries midway through the season. Yeah, uh, but we know the Giants were going to be there. The Dodgers were going to be there at the end. So if you're the Giants, you you give a pat on the back to your division rival uh, for pushing you, knowing that you have to outduel these guys. You have to be better than this team in order to have a real chance in this in this postseason because that is the defending champions. So the Giants have been one. The Dodgers have been a shade, a, just a shade under the, the, the Giants at number two yes. uh, in the National League. So. If 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 that if if some way we can get that as you know a National League pennant series that would be great. It would. Um, Giants versus yeah, Giants versus Dodgers. You know, an in-state rivalry, in-division rival. Man, that'd be that'd be great. But um, I think we have four, and if you add in the Cardinals at this current streak, five really good National League teams. I like the Braves again. I. We've talked about the Braves before in, in terms of their uh, – and we'll get to their here shortly, but in terms of their injuries, if, at their peak, I think the Braves could compete with any team in this in this league. But uh, Giants are one and two, and Giants are number one, respectively. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree on that one. Speaking yeah. of as, the Braves yeah, – Yeah, as for the NL East, or TV would call it the NL least, <laughs> which I thought was just a term reserved for the NFC East. Um <laughs> with the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and Red, uh, almost a Redskins, the football team. Yes. The Braves only have a two-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies. I think it's safe to assume the Mets national, and by God, the Marlies have all fallen out. Yes. And we know how yes. we feel about, or at least I feel about, uh, those darn it Mets, okay? Thumbs down, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, TV, your thoughts on the NF, NF, see, NF, NL East? Yeah, as, as um, you would call it, the East, and who does the Braves hold on to this two and a half game lead and win this division? I would like to think so. I was I was much higher on the Braves like three weeks ago than I am today. Um, I really expected them to just kind of take over and and control. You know, maybe not run away with it, but but have control of that spot. But here we are. The Phillies are only two and a half games out. Like we've mentioned, there's six games. I think some teams might have seven. I don't, I don't know that for a fact. But either way, six games left of the season. Um, this, I mean, this is this is getting down to the wire. It's still doable for the Phillies. Bryce Harper is has been talked about as an MVP candidate. He's had one heck of a season. Um, and with the Braves, man, with, with them just kind of hovering above the Phillies by a little bit, and like you mentioned, the injuries – have have been you know obviously a, a bug for them not that they haven't you know they're clearly still leading the division but that those injuries have been a bug and then you've got the Phillies hanging around and the Phillies have an MVP candidate with the Braves injuries no Acuna they don't have an MVP candidate really other than Freddie Freeman don't don't get me wrong Freddie Freeman is is a is a great baseball player too and he's had a great season 
Um, so Freddie Freeman, I guess, is up there for an MVP candidate, but they're missing one of their top guys. Um, look, I think the Phillies have the hot, I guess, the momentum maybe on their side, that they are, they're keeping themselves in that race. And Bryce Harper's playing good baseball. And the Phillies and Braves, Kelvin, start off a three-game series tonight. I'm not willing to take a winner of this division, but the winner of this series will win this division, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's I think that's fair to say. The Phillies, uh, where's that where's that series at? In Atlanta or Philadelphia, you know? In Atlanta, I'm pretty sure. Okay, in Atlanta. With that being said, Philly the Phillies aren't one of you know, they're one of the better home teams in baseball. They're uh, they don't fare so well on the road. Mm-hmm. Um if I had to choose a winner gun to my head, it would probably go with the Braves. I think they have I think they're just a little bit more consistent and I think okay. they have I think they're healthier, a little bit more consistent. Besides the Okuna and of the course. other guy in the outfield who um, who's out not due to injury, uh, I think yeah. they just have a little bit more consistency. I think I like their starting rotation a little bit better than the Phillies as well. I would agree. Uh, so I, I would probably go with the Braves in that series and to win this division. It's safe to say that the, the whoever comes in second does not get into the postseason, not with the Dodgers and Cardinals yeah. uh, having reserved those two spots already. So. Uh, you got to win this division if you're the Phillies or Braves. There's no way. There's no way around it. You got to win this division. And this yep. series, talk about the most important series of the Major League Baseball season. It may come down to this series right here. Yeah, of really, all it, the series, it may, this may be the most important one because loser leaves town. Yeah. Well, and see, the loser of that series, or either way, after they finish this series, both teams. I was looking last night. Both teams play uh, in division opponents. And I think the Braves get the Mets, who are clearly not – they're not in the playoffs anymore. They've been Thumbs down. Jesus and, Christ. And so they've got, they've got an advantage playing the Mets. And then I believe the um, – oh, my gosh, the Phillies, I think Phillies. they get the Marlins. So they both have easy opponents. So, I mean, this series is really going to tell us a lot. I mean, if, if one of these teams gets swept, I would say they're done for sure. And yeah, then, big time. And then the team that, you know, wins two out of three, I, I wouldn't say the other team's done for sure, but they definitely have a disadvantage after only winning one of those three games. So um, it, it's going to be a huge series, and it's really going to tell a lot, I think, about the NL East. If you're the Phillies, you, you're aiming for the sweep. You, oh, yeah. I mean, you're two and a half games. You're trailing by two and a half games. You're aiming for the sweep. That would leave you with one more series remaining to finish out, you know, the Major League Baseball regular season. You're aiming for the sweep. You want to give yourself – as much room as possible because, I mean, man, that's yes. – yeah, that's that's a tough – that's a tough task because the Braves are a really good team. They are, for sure. It's going to be yep. going to be a fun finish to the NL East division. Yes. Let's, let's take a break from baseball real quick. Let's jump into NFL just topics. Like I said, just a bunch of little questions here that I'm going to ask you and then we will briefly discuss how we feel uh, about each question. Uh, let's go. We'll, We'll start in the AFC East. Can anyone actually contend with the Buffalo Bills this year in the AFC East? Uh, I'm going to keep this one short. No. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I'm in the same spot. No. Uh, the Jets are not obviously going to be able to do it. The Dolphins, after losing Tua to an injury, I'm not sure where they're going to be. Um, if he returns, I, I don't know exactly how long he was expected to miss. Um, but, yeah, Dolphins, I'm not seeing it either. The Patriots – could they maybe but no i'm not no i'm not buying, I'm not buying no nah. 
I didn't. I, I'm I'm not buying the Patriots because they're zero two at home, and yeah. I know during the Tom Brady era in Gillette Stadium, that is the, one of the toughest places to you know to play football on the road. Um, but they're zero two, so I just not, you know, I, Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones, but he, yeah. he's a rookie quarterback. I just don't. Which, I don't know. Which, I don't expect the rookie quarterback to beat the Buffalo Bills. And then the Dolphins, I was never high on Tua to begin with, but I was never mm-hmm. down on him neither. And now that he's hurt again, it's kind of like, eh. I like Jacoby Brissett as a backup, but he's a backup for a reason. So, no, this is the Bills division. Uh, those guys are now competing for a one seed. You know, the Bills are in that running now. They, with the Chiefs yes. struggling to, out the gates, the Bills, you know, they're, 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 they should be shooting for that one seed. So, go Bills. For sure. Up next, we will go to the AFC North. And a team that stood out to me, there's two teams here that, that really stand out to me in this division. I'll start. Are the Bengals actually contenders in this division sitting at two and one? I don't think so, but I like to see the Bengals have gotten up to this two and one start. Good for the Bengals who have been, you know, amongst one of the worst teams in this division the last, what, nearly a decade. Yeah. Um, I know with Andy Dalton, they had some runs, but never nobody ever really bought into the, the red rifle and, you know, those those Bengals teams uh, yes. led by Marvin Lewis. Good teams, but, you know, they weren't going to make any noise. I do not think they're contenders, no. Yeah, so I'm going to – I'm gonna can, we're going to stay consistent here. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think they're pretenders. The reason I do is they've been inconsistent, right? They win week one against a decent Vikings team, uh, at least a team with a lot of off- offensive weapons in, in Minnesota. Um, and then they lose to the Chicago Bears. Um, and then they turn around and, and come back and beat – uh, the Steelers last week pretty easily a uh, Steelers offense that has struggled. And so I agree they're pretenders. And with the discussion of Steelers, that brings me to the second part of this question in the AFC North are the Steelers in serious trouble after this one and two start? Yes, they are. I mean, they, they don't have it. Big Ben doesn't have it no more. Uh, they can't run the ball consistently. The offensive line struggles. TJ Watt, the highest paid defensive player in football is out. Uh, I know they have good, a good, you know, secondary, and they have the speed. They have good linebackers, but the defense can only do you so much. And and today's brand of football, 2021 in the NFL, where the field seems to have gotten wider, and everybody is faster and open. And offenses are more open and more motion. The defense can only do so much. And when they're on the field, so much because Big Ben can't throw the ball more than six yards down the field. The defense is on the field for 40 minutes per game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're at a disadvantage. So, yes. yeah, it, it's over for the it's over for the Steelers. They should have been contemplating drafting a quarterback much much sooner, um, you know, than they anticipated, uh, opposed to Najee Harris. So, yeah, it's, they're done. They're done. They're yeah. cooked. So, so before we move on to this next question, I look, I agree. I think they're in trouble. This surprises me though. If you remember, I had them finishing second in this division behind the Browns. I think you had them third behind the Browns yeah. and Ravens. And we had talked about um, where they stand exactly. And I had said, despite the fact that I had them second, I could see them either being really good and finishing second, or I could see them being really bad and finishing with a losing record. And we had, we had talked about, you know, that's not Mike Tomlin's, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't lose football games like that. He's, he's not going to have a losing record, so that probably won't happen. But three yeah. weeks in, I think Mike Tomlin has his work cut out for him to finish with a winning record. I really do. Um, yeah, and I, I, I won't. I don't doubt him as a coach. I think he's still. I think he remains one of the best coaches in yes. football. But uh, he can't throw balls for him. He exactly. <laughs> sorry, he can't throw the pass. He can't throw the passes. So, yep. 
Yeah, I love Mike Tomlin, but yeah, he he may be looking for a season under 500 for the first time in his Steelers career. Yeah, um, Big Ben just another year older. You know, he's he's aging, and that offensive line is not good right now. They've got to no. figure that offensive line out quick, or I think it could be a long season in Pittsburgh. I still have hopes is- because that defense is good, uh, but they've got to figure it out up front if they want to win. This is what you deserve, Juju Smith Schuster. You should have brought your TikTok, TikTok dancing butt to Kansas City. We can surely use a number two right now. This is what you deserve. You, you rot in Pittsburgh. You colorful hair TikToker, stay there and you rot. Okay, I just had to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got something for you. Though. You said you could use a number two. So, which one of those guys are you? Uh, dissing in Kansas City Tyreek or Travis Kelsey because one of those is your number one of those is your number two yeah so they're number two in terms of like if you want to go about just like weaponry but you want to go on the outside with the actual wide receivers (laughs) I uh, I mean (laughs) I mean look it's not like our number twos have been bad but they haven't been exactly number twos neither so yeah Yeah. uh, Juju screw you man screw you Okay, let's transition to the AFC South. Um, look, this this division we were kind of talking about. It, it was pretty cut and dry to open the year. The, you know, the Tennessee Titans were were probably the favorites. Um, I, on the other hand, was very high on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but the question I have is, before Tyrod Taylor's injury was, you know, because because now we don't we don't know what we're going to get from Davis Mills and if Tyrod's going to return. Was Houston looking a lot better than we? thought they were going to be after competing with the Browns um, and beating the tar out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you think Houston was on pace to be better than we thought? Or do you think it was just a matter of a couple of good games? Yeah, no, the answer is no. I mean, you know how wacky things are the first one, two, three yes. weeks of the NFL season. Like things are, it's so hard to predict NFL football the first month yes. of the season. Uh, Cause you get performances like this out of the, out of the Texans, you get performances like last year out of the Steelers when they win 11 straight games in the final month, six weeks of the season, they look like one of the worst teams of football. So yeah. the first couple of weeks is just really hard to shake out things typically even out and the best teams actually show face and they show that why you know, why they're contending teams. So I know good for the Texans for getting a win because there's two teams in their division that are winless. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, good for the Texans. They're, they're going to be one of the worst teams in football. There's no need to, you know, we can safely say that. We don't have to wait on that. Uh, Tyrod yeah. Taylor wasn't going to get those guys eight wins. So, you know, so, no, they're, no, they're a bad team. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I like Tyrod Taylor a lot, and I think he was looking really good. If he stays healthy, like you said, are they going to – is he going to get them eight wins? No, probably not. But I think – the, see, see, the question is, what I was asking, you know, of course, was just are they a lot better than what we thought? And I was thinking they were a one- or two-win team. If With Tyrod Taylor, they might win six games. So are they a lot better than I thought? Possibly. I, I would say they're possibly a lot better than I thought. Are they a playoff team? Of course not. No, I wasn't saying that. But maybe they would have been better than what I thought if Tyrod stays healthy. But if we've got Davis Mills at quarterback for the rest of the season, I don't know if they win another game. So, you know, yeah. I, but with Tyrod, I, mean, I think they could have been a six, five, you know, five, six win team. I think they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars twice if Tyrod Taylor is their quarterback all year. Yeah. So, yeah, the Texans could win five games. Yeah. Cause they got the Colts and Jags. Yeah. Um, but 
the, no, similar to the Bills, the Titans, they have this is six easy wins. You got to yes. win these six games. If you, I know the Titans have fought these first three games and they're two and one, but no win or no loss has really been an easy, you know, uh, result for the Titans. They've really had to scratch and claw. They have. they have to win these six games in this division. With the Chiefs gotten up to the slow start, and I keep going back to the Chiefs because they are the AL, uh, the AFC defending champions and the cream of the crop in this conference. If you're the Bills and Titans, you have to win games early because yep. we don't know how long this will last with the Chiefs. They may continue to turn the ball over for four more weeks. But when they get things rolling, the Titans and Bills know the drill because they've lost to this team several times, both teams, multiple times over the last – just this last season or multiple seasons. They have to win games early right now. They have sure. to. You have to, have to, have to. I can't emphasize that enough. If you're the Titans and Bills, and hell, even the Raiders and Broncos – Win now. And if you're in the Browns, win now. Please, yep. win now. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of those easy six games for the Titans, they almost lost one this last week. I wouldn't say almost lost. I know. They were, they were in a battle with the Colts. Obviously, the team that I was I was high on, maybe too high on to start this year. But, I mean, they, yes, competed, with, <laughs> they competed with the <laughs> Titans to, uh, they did. You know, you know, to potentially win that game. You know, if they, if they win that game, one and two looks a lot better. Uh, than zero and three because then you've also got the uh, Tennessee Titans at one and two. So I mean that. Check this out. The Titans are the only AFC team with a winning record. I'm sorry, they're the only division leader with a winning record that has been outscored. They have oh, wow. had to fight for these two victories. They have been outscored 84-71, and they're two and one. And wow. that that one goes back to their opening game against the Cards, where they got completely embarrassed. Yes, uh, I think I, I I can't remember if they even scored that game or not, but the Cardinals really put it on them. Yeah. Um, so I mean, some of that is kind of skewed, but nonetheless, they yeah, they got to win. They got to win games for early. sure. We saved the best AFC division for last. Out west, the Raiders and Broncos are three and zero. How much pressure does this put on the Chiefs and Chargers? Even more so, of course, the Chiefs now that they have lost to the Chargers as well. How much pressure is there on the Chiefs and Chargers to? turn it around um I, I don't know if there's any pressure on a, on a second year quarterback in herbert is there okay. pressure on the chiefs i think there's a little bit okay. i think there's a little pressure i i, I won't if this I, this it's only week three we're, we're heading into week four so i can't sit here and act like there's a boatload of pressure on a super yeah. bowl winning quarterback i mean come on it's it's week four um yes. but the raiders and broncos we've talked about this before regardless of what I think about the Raiders, um, and I may have been wrong slightly, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's not. He's, he's a good quarterback. Top, top 10, top seven, eight, seven. He's a good quarterback. And okay. both of those teams have good rosters. The Chiefs, I don't think there's any pressure on the Chargers. The Chiefs are feeling a little pressure, but I don't think it's bad pressure. I think it's pressure that they can overcome quite easily. Yeah, I think it's over. I think it is able to be overcome, especially by the Chiefs. I mean, I don't think, I don't think you know, like you said, they're they're a Super Bowl winning team, a Super yeah. Bowl winning quarterback. They've they've you know done they've done great things, obviously, in the last few years. Um, this team is is obviously capable of overcoming this hole, and it's not even that big of a hole. I do think it puts a little more pressure though than you think. They you know they've got to figure out before you know it's sure sure we're only headed into week four. But then, you know, if they go if they go two and one in their next three games, and then, you know, they're just looking at three 
what would that be? That would be three and three, yeah. Three and, and three, then they're just yeah. looking at then they're just looking at three and three, six games in, you know, and then maybe if the, one of the Broncos or Raiders, one of those teams happens to still be undefeated, then we're like, oh, my gosh, like the Chiefs really got to turn this around. So I, I think they, they have a little more pressure than you think because, you know, you, they, they don't want to go two and one in their next in their next three and be three and three. You know, you would like to go on a run here and start playing like the Chiefs were expected to be. Uh, we expect to see. So I think they have a little more pressure than you think. You know, they got, they got to fix turning the ball over. They got to make sure and protect well. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, with the talent that this team has, yes, this is easily to be overcome. But I think they do have a little more to worry about um, than just, oh, uh, you know, oh, well, we're one and two. I don't I don't think it's just a, eh, you know, oh, well. I think I think they do have some things to correct, and they've really got to turn it on and, and show us what we are used to seeing from the Kansas City Chiefs. As for the Chargers, I'm with you. I don't know about the pressure being on them because it's a second-year quarterback. They're kind of a young team anyways. They may be, you know, but um, if they want to compete in this division, I think they still have some pressure um, to just hang in there. But they have a winning record, so they're, you know, their their pressure is definitely going to be a lot less if they have any pressure. Yeah, this is why there's no pressure um, or none to very little. I don't – regardless of what I think about the Raiders and Broncos, I don't foresee – these teams like sprinting away with the division now, okay. right? So it's like, okay, yeah, the Chiefs spot the charge. The Chargers have won an Arrowhead before. I was at the last game, not this past Sunday. The very last time the Chargers went into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs, I was at that game Thursday night. Uh, so this is nothing new for the Chargers, unfortunately. The Broncos, uh, you know, weak schedule, but they ha- they possess really a lot of talent, a lot of talent, and that defense is for real. And then the Raiders – John Gruden's a good coach, and that's a good quarterback. That's half the battle right there. So yes. I, I just don't foresee those two teams, like, running away with the division. I, I don't think they're that good now. Like, they're good. But I don't think the Raiders or Broncos can run away with the division. So yeah. the Chiefs maybe struggle five weeks. I just buy, just beware, NFL. When we get the clicking, I want everybody to have that same energy, okay? <laughs> have that same. I'll do all that same hating when we rattle off 10 straight victories like the St. Louis Cardinals, okay? Keep that same energy, okay? I'm warning you now. Spoken like a true fan. Um, uh, I will say, let me be a homer for a minute, too. I don't see either one, of these, either one of these teams at the top running away with it. I told you at the beginning of the year the Broncos were roughly a 10-win team. You thought, it was, you thought I was nuts. But it I looks, did. It, it looks possible now because they're 3-0. Like you mentioned, they have one of the weakest schedules in the NFL this year, and they're 3-0. and And, look, weak schedule or not, man, a lot of people did it with the Steelers last year. Weak schedule or not, man, this is an NFL schedule. You're playing NFL talent. If yeah, every win games, counts. If you're winning games and taking care of business, man, it counts. Like, yeah, look absolutely. At the, look at the um, Packers losing to um, the Saints. Yeah, getting murdered by the Saints. You know, not a lot of people thought the Saints were going to be that great this year. Um but look, the Packers turned around and they've won two in a row and they're taking care of business. Like, look, wins are wins. You know, if you get if you get beat by a team that a lot of people don't think is very good, you know, like at, at least the Broncos are beating those teams that people don't think are very good. So, you know, it, wins are wins. Three and zero, easy schedule this year. I think I think ten wins is possible. Now, of, of course, I had the Chiefs at like twelve. Do I still think the Chiefs can win twelve games this year? You're dang right, I do, because they're the yeah. Chiefs. They can easily win eleven out of their next fourteen games or whatever that is. That's there's no problem uh, them doing that. They can they can go on a run and, and win a bunch of games in a row, like you said. So, yeah, uh, game I'm not of the too week. About 
I'm not too worried about them, but I do think there's some pressure on them. Yes, game of the week, Monday night, Raiders, Broncos. We 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 we're gonna really see who's who when these teams score off Monday night. I think that game is in Denver. That's not this week. I think I'm sorry. That's I'm thinking Raiders Chargers yes, Monday night. And then they was... followed up Raiders Broncos in Denver. So okay, two division games for the Raiders back to back. We now we really get to see what the Raiders what kind of cloth they cut from. Um, so yeah. Two big yeah, games right there. Yeah, that'll be a big game this Monday night. Yeah, uh, Raiders Chargers, and I believe it. Yes, I, I'm not in, sure. That, and that's in LA. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the NFC, Kelvin. We both had the 0-3 Giants making the playoffs. It was a wild card spot, but we did have them making the playoffs after yeah. their start. Do we still feel that way? Come on, man. This no, no, just no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, just no. It's really that simple. I don't. No, no. What is it though? Like, like what? What is it about the Giants that they're struggling on? Like, what? What is causing the struggle? Like, they have the weapons. The defense is solid, and they've played in three really football games. What is going yeah, I, on? Similar to the Dolphins, I got to go with the quarterback. I mean, I was never really like high on Daniel Daniel Jones. I was never low on him neither. I mean, you know, with time, time is telling us that he is not the guy. I think it's. I don't know if it's safe to say that. A lot of people would, by the way. A lot of people would say this is not the guy. I'm not willing to go that far, but I'm leaning that way. Like him and Tua, I don't. They they're not looking like the guys. They're just not. They may not be NFL, you know, starting quarterbacks. And he plays in a bad division, a a pressure cooking division. Is there's no division like the NFC East? Is is he's not. He don't look like the guy. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So about Tua, you said that you very high on either one of these guys but you weren't down on either one of them for, yeah. for me I was for me I would say I was down on two I just didn't really believe in him coming into the NFL yeah he was the big Alabama guy and he had great success but I just didn't believe in, in his ability to throw the ball well um, in the NFL and just be able to have success at this level but I for some reason was very high on Daniel Jones I just I loved him coming out of Duke I thought he had a lot of arm talent I thought he was, you know, he's big. He's, he can run, too. He's strong. Um, I just – I really thought Daniel Jones had a lot of upside. And I would say I'm starting to lose some of that confidence. They're 0-3. But I'm going to take some of that pressure off of him. I know I know Saquon Barkley's returning from an ACL injury, but they have not ran the ball very much this year. This week was his best week, and he had only like 51 rushing yards, and that was his best week of the season. Yeah. Now – Again, he hasn't had very many touches. I think you got to get that man more touches. I, I do understand he's coming back from an ACL injury, which is serious stuff. But I, f- I feel like you got to find more ways to get the ball in his hands. He's the best playmaker on the field. They have good wide receivers too, but he's the best playmaker on the field. I feel like you've got to get – and he's always the best playmaker on the field. The only time someone, even on the other team, could compete with him as the best playmaker on the field is if he's playing like uh, Christian McCaffrey – or if he's playing like a, a Patrick Mahomes when, when you know when Mahomes is making those those plays that he that we're used to seeing like I mean there's very few playmakers that can, that can hang with Saquon Barkley I think you got to get the ball in his hands more that's that to me that's their biggest problem um, do I have them making the playoffs still I I'll surely say, hope not man I'll say no I I really <laughs> I really want to believe they can turn it around but this just nah. doesn't look good so I'm gonna say no. No, nah, they they're not turning this around, dog. I mean, <laughs> no, nah, they not. No, nah, I don't see it. I, that, 
if every game, if every game was against the NFC East, if they played all 17 games against the NFC East, maybe. <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying it, man. I, I yeah. just I don't and and you to your point with, with Saquon, is this kind of hard to feed him the ball, one coming off the injury? And then if your quarterback isn't a threat through the air, then I mean you can just kind of key in on Saquon and make it tough on tough for him like they've done these first three games. So, yeah. I mean he has to complete passes. He just has to be better in the pocket. And some of that, look, it's kind of hard to be too tough on him because he hasn't had a good offensive line since he's arrived in New York. Yeah. So, and and it's kind of been that way dating back to Eli Manning. They they just struggle up front to protect their quarterback. So I I can't put all of it on him. But he's had clean pockets. He's had opportunities. He just doesn't look like the guy. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what it is. After week one, I didn't have much to say because he played a really good Denver defense. And then week two, uh, they had the Washington football team, another solid defense. And he had a solid game. Uh, they ended up losing on a, on a late field goal, I believe. And they lost 30 to like 29, uh, something. Around, you know, so the score was something close to that, 30 to 29, 30 to 28. So, you know, two two games against solid defenses. He played much better against the Washington football team than he did against Denver. So, you know, I'm like, okay, the Giants are fine. You know, that's two really tough defenses. And, and Daniel Jones really had a solid game against uh, the Washington football team. And I don't think he turned the ball over in either one of those games. Um, and then you get the Falcons. And I'm thinking this is a guaranteed win. The Falcons can't play defense. The Giants will light them up. And they lost seventeen to fourteen, and the Giants did the absolute opposite of lighting the Falcons up. So, uh, yeah, man, after that Falcons loss, that's kind of what did me in. I, I was still feeling okay on the Giants, but that Falcons loss did me in. Yeah, I mean, Falcons are right up there with the Lions and the Chiefs, and <laughs> the Reds. Uh, the The football team is one of the worst defenses in football right now. So the fact that they couldn't capitalize on that defense. Yeah. When, you know, all the teams I just mentioned have given up, I think, if I heard correctly, 90-plus uh, points. I feel okay. like I'm forgetting the team, too. But all those teams that, I, again, that I mentioned have given up 90-plus points. Uh, the fact that you only put up 14, yeah, yeah, that, yeah you're not the guy. I, you just yeah. – I don't – you may not be the guy, man. Yeah. Okay, NFC North now. Uh, the Packers – Bounce back after that bad week one. Uh, they've won two in a row. Were you ever concerned about the Packers? If so, are you concerned about them now after bouncing back for two wins? No. As I previously stated, weird things happen in the first month of the NFL season. Yeah. The good teams eventually show why they're good teams. This is a good team. They're bounced back, beating two good opponents yep. the next, you know, the following two weeks. So I was never concerned about the, the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to look like an MVP. They probably have the best wide receiver in football. Uh, you put that two pairing together, a top two quarterback, top three quarterback with the best wide receiver in football, arguably the best wide receiver. You know, they're going to make magic happen like they just did uh, Sunday night football. I was never concerned. And, um, yeah, this division is trash. So, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it's, my it's only Packers question. or nothing. That was my only question for this division. They couldn't think of anything with, with those other three teams, the way they've looked. There's not, yeah, there's uh, nothing to talk about, man. Yeah, so the – talk about Sunday Night Football, though. Woo, 37 second drive to get into field goal range, man. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are something else. Yeah, that was that was, those two are special. That's just bad defense by the Niners. It looked like they were playing to protect the field goal opposed to just you know, be aggressive. Go win the game. You don't, you don't protect leads. You win, you know, you win ball games in the NFL. Like, there's yeah. no such thing as 
falling into a victory. You know, you, you got to go win ball games, and they, they just let Devontae Adams get two of the biggest catches of the season yeah. over, the, over the middle, just like play defense. What are you doing? And, yeah. and he had just returned back to the game after suffering a huge hit. I'm not sure he was 100% there, but even Devontae Adams at 80% is good enough to get you a field goal in 37 seconds. It's like <laughs> the Niners really blew that one. So, yeah, lesson learned. Yeah, for sure. Uh, NFC South, are the Panthers 3-0, and by the way, actually good enough to contend in the NFC South with the Buccaneers and the Saints? I think this may be the first yes of all of these questions in divisions. Yes, 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 yes. They can go get the quarterback. Uh, talk about a, a hit now. That's why I'm a little cautious on guys like Daniel Jones and Tua uh, because you take a young quarterback who struggled behind a battle line, you put him just in a good situation, good circumstances, good offensive-led, uh, offensive-minded head coach. You put him behind a good offensive line with weapons. And you can just, he's not necessarily flourishing, but he's, you know, he's doing what it takes, and he's having good plays and good moments, good passes. Sam Darnold is looking like a, a, a starting NFL-caliber quarterback. Well, we were doubting that as you know, as he was a jet, he's he's been he's not seeing ghosts no more. Like he's not, there's no more Caspers on the field. He looks yeah. good out there. This team is for real because that defense is young. They can go get the quarterback. Secondary's young. They got speed. Uh, the offense they, they're not like flashy, but they got guys who can make plays. And DJ Moore and, and company. Yes, the Panthers are for real. They can contend in this division. Win the division. That's I don't know about that, but. It helps that you get off to a three and no start and win these ball games early because the Buccaneers, the injuries, and I mean the injuries, they're mounting and they're mounting. And it's kind of hey, we've seen it with the Chiefs. It's kind of hard to repeat. It don't matter how much talent, how it don't matter if you got the gold on your team. It's really hard to do that. It's hard to keep up that brand of football for back to back seasons. So win early, win often if you're the Panthers. Yes, that team is for real. So I'm not going to say they're not for real because I agree Sam Darnold has been much better. This has been a clear improvement uh, as, he's, as he's transitioned from uh, New York to Carolina. But I'm not going to consider them contenders yet. And the only reason what? for that is because there's two teams in this division who are still really good. Yes, the Panthers are 3-0 and and the Buccaneers and Saints are 2-1. and But both of those teams are really good. And once, they, and once the Panthers start playing divisional games against those guys, I think you see the Panthers struggle – and I think you see the Saints and Buccaneers uh, regain position ahead of the Panthers. I think the Panthers are solid. They're much better than I anticipated, and I will admit that because I had them at the bottom of this division with the Falcons. Um, to have you know, a team at the bottom with the Falcons is very disrespectful now, TV. I mean, like, the Falcons have, are bad. I had them right there with the Falcons. I thought they were going to be as that's, bad. That's as crazy. Bad, maybe a little better. <laughs> <laughs> so That's crazy. I, they definitely have proved me wrong on that. They're going to be much better than I expected, but I'm still not ready to call them contenders and only because there's two good teams in this division. If, okay. if I didn't believe in the Saints, I would consider them contenders, but I, I still think the Saints are going to be better than the Panthers come season's end. Last, We'll, we'll see real quick. We'll see what the Panthers are made of. Panthers, Cowboys, Sunday yes, in Dallas. Yes. We're going to see what the Panthers are really made of because that offense is going to bring it. You're all over the Cowboys. With you're all over it with these good games this week. That's another big game, Panthers-Cowboys. Yeah, tune into yes. that one, too. Uh, last division, Seahawks have lost two straight, and they are looking up at everyone in the NFC West. How long will this last? I don't know. I don't. I, the Seahawks are a tricky team because uh, they, they, they're tricky and they can be really streaky. Um, 
I, 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 just, I don't know what the Seahawks like. I, I, I love me some Russell Wilson. I think he's a top five quarterback easily. I, I don't think it's debatable. Um, it's a tough division. It's kind of you can't really afford a slow start because the Rams are looking like Super Bowl contenders. The Cardinals just fought their way out of a big time victory in, against Jacksonville, but they're three and zero. The Niners blew up their three and zero chances uh, last on Sunday night. So. They can't really afford to be giving away games like they just did and not bringing that energy. I yeah. can't really put my thumb on what's the real issue with Seattle. So I I just trust in Russell Wilson. So I trust that they'll figure it out. They have a Super Bowl winning head coach. I trust that they'll figure it out. The defense has improved. They still they can be very explosive. But again, I think the key word here is streaky. Like they they have spurts where they're unstoppable and their defense is really good. Then have spurts when they can't score and they can't stop anybody. So they got to find a balance. Yeah. So in terms of how long it'll last, look, I, I'm, I'm big on Russell Wilson too. I'm big on this offense. I think, you know, I think Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson have this offense, you know, in a good spot. I think they're a good team. Um, I am curious about the defense. I think it is like you were talking about streakiness. I think it is very streaky. The offense can be too, but I think the defense is very streaky and it'll have its good days, but then it'll have its really bad days. And so that's what has me a little concerned about these guys is that defense, whether it can hold up for 17 games. Um, but how long will it last? Two or three weeks. I really expect the Seahawks to jump at least the 49ers within the next two or three weeks. Uh, the 49ers are a good team too, but I think the Seahawks will at least jump them uh, pretty soon. I think the Cardinals and Rams, though, I think we've got two really, really good teams at, uh, at the top of that division right now at 3-0. and Yeah, so, hey, another big game, TV. Seahawks, Niners. Yes. Sunday. So you hit, you hit them all, man. I'll tell you that's your huge game. Your huge game. Yeah. Hey, yep. we and I think all of those that I mentioned are div- division games. Maybe they are. I can't. Ra- I, Raiders, yeah. So Chargers, Niners, Seahawks, and then you said um, Panthers, oh Panthers, and uh, um, oh Cowboys. Cowboys. No, that's, not a division. that's not a division. Yeah, it's not a division, but it's a conference matchup, which goes it a is. long way. Seahawks, again, we get to see what they're really made of because the Niners are a good team, and they're only getting better. The, the, the Niners' offense, they, they look good. Like, Jimmy – it's, it's kind of crazy to see people doubt Jimmy Garoppolo when they, all he's done is just, like, make plays. Like, he's not – he's not, like, spectacular, but he makes things happen. Like, yes. the offense is good. They score points. So – he makes it, the it, right plays, even if yeah. Easy thank ones. you. He he's just like he's a good quarterback. Like just yes. give him his credit. He thank he's you. a good quarterback. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Let's jump back into baseball, Kelvin. What do you got for us out in the American League? Yeah, the American League wild card race, probably the tightest race of them all. Um, it's been a it's been a really good race over the last month. Like if you've tuned into AL wild card race, the AL wild card race, and you've been watching the Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, and Mariners really duke it out. And hell, you can throw the Blue Jays in there who yes. were talking about streaking. They were really hot there for a moment. They're five and five in their last 10, and they're kind of even back out. But there's only two games separating the Blue Jays from the Yankees uh, for that top wild card spot. And the Mariners, the hottest team in the American League, at least, uh, they're really clicking now. They're, they're really gotten things going. So, uh, TV, your thoughts on who gets those top two seeds? Right now, it's, it's the Yankees and Red Sox. You think the Blue Jays and Mariners have a a shot with the final six games of the season? I do. I do. I think all four of those teams have a shot. The athletics math- mathematically are still in it, but I'm going to eliminate them. I think yeah, they've, nah. they've, they've tumbled off a little bit, and I'm going to eliminate them. 
again, mathematically, they have a shot, but not really, not really. Um, so, so let's keep it with those four, though. Mariners, Blue Jays, Red Sox, and Yankees. I think they all have a shot. And guess what? The Yankees and Blue Jays are going to meet each other tonight for a series. And then yes. the Yankees get the Tampa Bay Rays. So the Yankees yes. have their work cut out for them in these last six games. Um, they do hold the first spot right now, but boy, they've got their work cut out for them in their next six games. Um, Toronto, I believe, after they get done with New York, they've got the Baltimore Orioles, and then Boston right now, I think, has the Baltimore Orioles, and then I'm not—I I can't remember who they play following the Baltimore Orioles, but the 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 Blue Jays, if they can get through the Yankees, it's kind of set up for them since they have the Orioles, but they've got to get through the Yankees first. Uh, Mariners, I didn't even check their schedule. I don't really know who they've got coming up. But um, all four of those teams, to me, are in it. With looking at the remaining schedule, if the Blue Jays it, – it's, it's similar to the, to the Braves Braves and Phillies situation. The winner of that series out of those two teams, I think, gets one of the two wild card spots for sure. Uh, if yeah. Yankees win that series, I think they lock up the number one spot. If the Blue Jays win that series, I think they have a good shot to at least get the second one. Maybe the first one. Um, but, again, the Red Sox are playing the Orioles right now, so the Red Sox have a pretty good – you know, they, they've got that on their on their side as well, playing a weaker team. So the Red Sox are right there too. You can't count them out. And then the Mariners, like you said, they've been hot. I don't remember who they play, but they've been hot. Uh, so they're in it too. My two picks, I, I don't think there's any way the Red Sox fall off unless they just choke to the Orioles. So I think the Red Sox at least hold on to that second spot. And then I just with with the with already having that first spot, I think it's going to be hard for the Yankees to fall from the first spot to completely out. I mean, I think Blue Jays sweep them, and they, and the Blue Jays probably won't sweep them in this series. So the Yankees, at most, they may fall to the second spot since Boston is playing the Orioles right now. But I think those two teams hang on. They may switch places, but I think they hang on to their wild card spots. The Blue Jays have the Yankees and Orioles, as you alluded to. The, okay. This is the this is we'll talk about. I mean, series of the season. If you're the Blue Jays, this is how you treat this series. Yeah. Um, you treat this series as if everything is on the line. Because if you lose, you, you lose the series. Chances are you lose your your you know your postseason berth. So yeah. you gotta you gotta give it all right here in this three game series against uh, the team who has that number one spot, and then you wrap it up against the Orioles. It's safe to say that they win that series, but you don't you don't put your eggs in that basket if you're the Blue Jays. You win this series right here. You yes. have to if you're the Blue Jays. Yep. Um, the Red Sox have the Orioles and the Nationals to finish the oh, season. Okay. Both so, bad teams. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of weird to finish the season how they would schedule that. But teach his own. Uh, the Mariners have the A's and the Angels. Okay, um, two middle of the pack teams. I, those yeah. two teams, the Angels and A's, they're still fighting. I know the Angels aren't, aren't fighting for a postseason berth, but they're still competing at a high level. Yes. Um, so if you're, I mean, hey, this is this is the tightest race of them all. Uh, it gets no better than this if you're a baseball fan. Um, you have quality franchises competing for a postseason berth. You have young teams. You have MVP trying to get into the postseason and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Again, you have the top tier franchises in the Yankees and Red Sox competing at a high level. The Mariners, who are streaking, they, they haven't been in the postseason in 20 seasons, 20 years. Ooh. So they're trying to get in for the first time in a long time. Um, I'm going to stick with my, with, my, with my choices. I think that was the Yankees and Red Sox, not yeah. prior to the season, but uh, as we were watching the season unfold. I think yeah. those two teams get in, and uh, I think they make it to the, uh, the postseason. 
Yeah, and and most recently, I think I said the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Whereas right, you said yeah, the Yankees, you said the Yankees and Red Sox, but it's just so hard to see it because, and again, I think if the Jays swept the Yankees, the Jays would have a real shot at at overtaking uh, Boston or probably not Boston since they play bad teams. I mean, Boston's probably going to win all six of those games or at least five of them. I mean, that's that's easy company. Uh, Boston should lock up their wild card spot, but the Yankees. They have the Jays and the Rays. Uh, th- that's two tough teams right there. The, the beneficial thing for the Yankees, though, is the Rays might clinch the division soon. Or maybe yeah. already have clinched the division. I don't even know now. Yeah, they probably have already clinched the division. I, yeah, I think they have clinched the division, yeah. yes. So that's the benefit for the Yankees. Even though they're playing a tough team, maybe the Rays don't send out all their you know starters for that three-game series to end the season since they've already clinched their division. So – that is a, a bonus for the Yankees, even though they play definitely the toughest schedule remaining out of wildcard teams. They have the toughest schedule without a doubt, but they do get a team that's already clinched their division, so they might not get a true Tampa Bay Rays uh, opponent. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and change my pick, even though I had Yankees and Jays. I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to – I don't see how the Red Sox fall off with the last six games they have, and I think the Yankees will probably do enough uh, to stay ahead of the Toronto Blue Jays and the Seattle Mariners and keep that keep one of those two wild card spots. Yeah, finally, similar to the Brewers, I feel I feel like it would be a huge unjust. It would be very unjust if we didn't mention that as quiet as catch. And I appreciate the Rays because they just play similar brand of baseball to the Royals. Um, it w- I would I would be unjust to mention that they are the best team in the American league, by yes. the way. It, and it's crazy that nobody, it's not crazy. Cause I, I guess it always unfolds like this. We go for the glamor teams, like the giants and the, and the Dodgers, um, you know, teams that are with all this top tier talent and MVPs, but Hey, by the way, they have 97 wins yep. and the Yankees and Red Sox are really good. They both have 89 and 88 wins respectively. The Rays yep. have 97, the closest team to hundred in the American league. That is a really good team. Really, really good team. And they are forced to be reckoned with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, while we while we're talking about it, out west, the Astros have ninety one wins, but they haven't even clinched ah. the division. They haven't even yeah. clinched the d- division yet. The Athletics and Mariners, or at least the Mariners, are still in it mathematically to, to potentially catch the Astros and win that division. I don't think they will, but they're in it mathematically to win that division. Yeah, you know the thing with the Strohs, man, is you know, they've they've been in this this contending stage last like what four seasons uh having won a a title in between that um and they've really caught a break because again i would be unjust to not mention that they're cheaters they're cheaters (laughs) so you know it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy that they've flown under radar all season and here they are 90 wins um looking at a two seed and, you know, heading into the postseason and nobody's yep. talking about the Astros, but boy, they have a boatload of talent and they have World Series talent, but they're cheaters. I'm, I'm not letting it go. They cheated. <laughs> they banged on trash cans and wore wires. They cheated. God damn it. So, <laughs> no, I, I'll, you know, all BS aside, that's a good team. They fly yep. under the radar, which I think is best for them because I think the moment we start talking about the Strohs, yeah, we start bringing up that scandal again. Yes, and adding that unnecessary noise to it to the to the circumstances. So that's a really good team. They're going to be a force to reckon with too because they've been there, done that. They they yeah. know what it takes to get to that to that top. And even though they cheated, they cheated. That's all I got. Absolutely, I hear you. So 
for for the first show in a long time. Of course, we hit an hour long show because we just talked and talked and talked. Well, let's yeah, that's what we do. Let's wrap this up with some time travel here. Let's go back in history and talk about some sports history. Kelvin, in 1920, eight wow. White Sox, eight White Sox players, one of which would have been Shoeless Joe Jackson, was indicted for throwing the 1919 World Series in what was called the Black Sox scandal instead of the, of course, in reference to them being the White Sox. But since they cheated, or you know, since they threw the game, they called them the Black yeah. Sox instead. Uh, so Shoeless Joe and seven other guys throwing the 1919 World Series. That's going back. Uh, yeah, that sounds like Major League Baseball, man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like baseball, man. I don't a know what hundred, else to say. A hundred and one years ago, baseball, but nonetheless. Yeah, hey, baseball. baseball is a cheating sport. I appreciate baseball because it's been consistent. <laughs> so 20 years from now, we're going to get another cheating scandal. That's just how baseball works. Uh, Ted Williams, a man that I don't think cheated very much or at all. If he did, <laughs> one heck of a ball player in 1941, Kelvin. Uh, on this day in 1941, September 28th, he finished with a batting average of 406. Wow, that's four out um, of ten. He hit the ball four out of ten times and got on or got on base four out of ten times by way of hitting the ball. All yeah, man, that's that's a hell of a hitter of the baseball, and that's um. Yeah, I don't know if you want to face that guy at all. That just uh, you can count on you can count on him. That's not even including walks, you know, yeah. and you know just getting on base. Like to hit the ball four out of ten times. I mean, Oof. man, that's man, that's that's, that's good, man. That's that's huge. Yes, that's and the good. last the last one we're gonna mix it up instead of baseball. We'll go with the football one. I thought this one was interesting. In 1986, so again, a long, a long time ago. This is over 40 years ago, um, or about 40 years ago. Brian Foster of Rhode Island University caught 18 passes for 327 yards, which was an NCAA record. Nice. Um, 18 I, I, for 327. He ran yeah, three that's, football fields. That's pretty good. I didn't know Rhode Island had a football team. So, yeah, me, honestly, me either. Yeah, and I, sometimes I forget that state exists. You know, we have 50 yeah. states, and I sometimes I forget Rhode Island is a real thing. So, yeah. shout out to him for – that's that's impressive, man. That I mean, that seems like all your completions right there. You just throw it to one guy for 18 times. and Yeah, like just, how, many yeah. Total, how many total passing yards did that quarterback have if the receipt – or if the tight end – he was a tight end. Uh, if the okay. tight end had 327 receiving yards, how many passing yards did the quarterback have total? So Jeez. that quarterback, I'm just going to predict, he went 21 for 28 for 360 yards, four touchdowns, with the <laughs> with the tight end catching 18 for 370, what, 325 and yes, three yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I just go back to him every now. I just, just keep throwing it his way. Yeah, just, yeah just throw the ball. Might as well. That, that yeah. is, by the way, that 18 catches for 327 yards would have been over 18 yards uh, per catch. So he was he was at least you know averaging eighteen yards a reception. So um, wow. I'm sure he I'm sure he had some a lot bigger than eighteen and some smaller than eighteen. But nonetheless, who is this? It, who I mean, was this the Chiefs defense? Like who is this defense? Like what the hell? Who is he, who the hell is throwing the plan like, again? He must have been playing like the Mississippi State School of the School of the Blind or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but that'll wrap us up. Another episode in the books. 
hour-long episode. Me and Kelvin can talk for days, especially when it's been a week since we got together. Uh, so, hope you guys enjoyed another show. And we do – well, actually, let's just discuss that on the show. My bachelor party is this weekend. We'll be yes, together – We'll be together with all my, all my, you and all of my other buddies on Friday. Should we do a Friday show with everybody in it and just talk sports with all six of us, or should we cancel the show this week? Why not? All right, let's Why do not? it. Let's play it on it. Let's play. It so on we, it. yeah, let's plan that out. We have to have more discussions about that. Um, yeah, no, that that seems like a great idea. I've actually thought about that. The way, you know, leading up to this moment. Um, yeah. You know, having you know, having every bachelor, uh, having every bachelor, you know, again on the show. Uh, but yeah, yeah, let's work that out, man. I think that'd be fun. Uh, I would love to do that. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, we'll we'll be together Thursday night. So maybe we get together and Friday morning before we go start doing you know activities. Friday we uh we get together and do a a quick show where everybody just gets a word in on on some sports stuff. Let's do I'm that. Down. All right. So there's your there's your plan, everybody, uh, listeners. That's a that's a plan for Friday. Expect to hear multiple uh, sports voices rather than just Kelvin and I. Yes. Hey, that's what the Man and Man podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in uh, for an hour long show. That's this could have been a special. Uh, we're could've back, been. and um, yeah, we appreciate the listen. Thank you.